Welcome to We Have Fun. We back. Welcome to We Have Fun. We back. Welcome to We Have Fun. Welcome to We Have Fun. 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 We have fun every day. We have fun. Generally, we have fun. Scooch a few months. Vladimir scooching. Oh I my god, get out of my house. This isn't your house. <laughs> that wasn't the best comeback, but <laughs> it was a comeback. I believe the proper retort was, no you. Who's <laughs> in my house? Um, uh, let me ask you a question, Kevin. Please. What are your thoughts on self-publishing books? That's, uh... It's not for me to say that it's worse than murder, but I'm going to say that it's worse than murder. Because what's a murder? Honestly. Honestly, what's what's a murder? I don't know. What is that? Uh, plausible deniability. That's all you need in the court of law. That's true. Heck, and honestly, what's a court of law? It's the best thing. Once again. My peers? I'm a piece of garbage. My peers are even worse. Oh. I'm not going to be judged by them. You're going to come into my dojo and judge me? Let me tell you who's allowed to judge me. Jeff Goldblum. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all you get. Give me a jury of one man. Judge Goldblum. And that way I know. Judge, jury, and executioner. Mm Mm-hmm. I could could die by Jeff Goldblum's hands. Maybe Judge Reinhold. Can he be bailiff? Yeah. Just for... But only if he acts like Hamilton. From Fast Times, not the Lin-Manuel okay. Miranda. You want Judge Reinhold to act like Alexander Hamilton as bailiff. Okay. Yeah. I got it. I mean, it's a simple request. He's going to get in a duel in the middle of the case, the hearing, if you will, and probably lose it. <sighs> you wearing wool socks again? Yeah. Well, I well, thought it was going to be cooler. Here's the issue, Kevin. You have never read a forecast in your life. No. I look at what the temperature is when I wake up, and I make my decision based off of that temperature. temperature. It, was, it was 73. What's a guy to do? When was it 73? Uh, 9 o'clock in the morning. It was 87 when I got out of the cinema. At 1. You weren't even awake at 9 o'clock in the morning. So yes, don't lie to me. I was awake, and then I go back to bed. You, you were lying. When I texted you last night, and I was like, there's a 9.50 a.m. show, you were like, you know what? That sounds good. I was like, you're not going to be awake. No. And, uh, you know what? I was up at 8. And this man didn't get up to 11.30 the day of Ben's wedding. He's not going to be... I was up at 8. Same thing happened. I got up at like 6 or 7, and I went, well, fuck that. It's too early. I'm going to go back to bed. And then I got up at like 11.30. <laughs> um, but if I didn't get up at 11.30, we wouldn't have sat and watched Arrow Flynn movies all day. So That's true. You are welcome. That's true. You know what? I haven't watched an Arrow Flynn movie since. <laughs> Why would you? But, no, I got up today. <laughs> you could choose so many other movies out there. Um... I got up today at like 8-ish, and then I was like, yeah, fuck it, it's too early. And I went back to bed, and I woke up at 9.50. Mm. Well, 9.49. I had to find the time to grab my phone and text you. I was like, I know it's suspiciously 9.50, but I'm also not going to the movies. <laughs> I am seated in my seat with my popcorn in front of me, and I was like, yep, he's not going. <laughs> it's just me. It's me and truly early birds. Yeah. Me and all these old people. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is quite everyone's cup of tea here. I'm about to watch some people get ate. 
but to have some heart attacks. Yeah, I almost did. That was just from the amount of butter I put on my popcorn. Yeah. I always stop and think about it, and I do it anyway. The extra butter. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. You regret it if you don't. You do. Um, you, you will. Did you get a large? Oh, yeah. <sighs> Douglas. Kevin, I hadn't been to the movies in probably over a month, since Hobbs and Shaw, which is August 2nd. You know how... No. You know how you can't log extra sleep time to make up for sleep that you lost? I do know that, yeah. It's the same concept with popcorn. Mm. You can't backlog popcorn. Well, no. If I had wanted... If I tried to backlog it, I would have been like, all right, give me 12 large popcorns and some sort of way of carrying them to my seat. Just a bag? Just a big old be a, trash bag? Like a... You're not a trash bag for the sake of appearances. But you know how they have popcorn in yeah. the big, clear I, I'm maintaining that they're, they're like cheap at Walmart trash bags. They're like the huge bags of popcorn? Mm-hmm. They are super cheap, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, popcorn's cheap. You wouldn't buy a bag worth more than the shit you're putting in it. That's just bad. That's just bad logistics. See, I just get ears of corn and throw them in the microwave and hope for the best. I don't even shuck them. You shouldn't. Shuck the corn. <sighs> um, imagine if you had to shuck popcorn. That, I don't know how well, I mean, I feel like you do. I don't know how that would work. You know what grinds my gears? What grinds your gears? You know what? Say what, you, say what you're going to say about chucking popcorn, and then I'll continue on. No, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. <laughs> We're not done with that conversation. <laughs> um, I saw an article recently, and this is related to the cinema. Okay. Um, and it's about people saying, like, Ooh, no one's going to see indie movies anymore. All anyone ever wants to see are the big blockbusters. That's the voice of the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I picked that up, actually. Um, and it infuriates me, because all of those small art house movies, they never play anywhere other than New York and L.A., right. maybe Chicago. Right. And so it's like, I want to see this movie, but I don't live in these places. Right. And if a theater's going to carry a movie like that, it's going to be 9 o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. on a Wednesday. Yeah. Whenever. Well, and especially not our theater. No. Our theater's only interested in uh, putting that extra operation time into Bollywood. It's true. And, I mean, there's there's an audience for it, which is great. But, um, like, our theater didn't even have Baby Driver. No, it didn't. No, Baby Driver was a fairly big movie. There was another pretty big one that we didn't get to see in theaters here. I just can't remember what it was. I think it was like that same year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look it up. Whoop, hold on. Um, no, keep searching. I'm just about to sneeze. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm still searching. Still searching. <laughs> mm, it's on me. That was 2017, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, released... In 017. Okay, Google. When did Baby Driver come out? 2017. Baby Driver was released in London on June 21st, 2017. That's quite a market. And you should market. Market zero. Um, Shape of Water, maybe? Blade Runner? No, we saw Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. We were able to see Blade Runner. Um... 
So these all came out in 2017. Wow. It really uh, hurts knowing they came out so long ago. Maybe it was 2018. Could have been 2018. Let me see little comedies. And I oop. And I oopsie. What were we going to see whenever we saw Rough Night? Oh my god, we saw Rough Night, that's right. Because Rough Night was not what we had intended to see. Okay, Google. When did Rough Night come out? Rough Night was released in Australia on June 15th, 2017. Why is it giving you these locations? I, I don't know. Uh... Rough Night is a 2017 movie right. directed by Lucia Aniello, starring Zoe Kravitz, Scarlett Johansson, and Kate McKinnon. I can't make it stop. <laughs> it's once, $47 million. Once you unleash the beast. Um... Shoo doo 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 doo. Bright was in 2017. Ugh, what a dark spot on that year. Mm, ironically. I know, right? Alright, it's probably. Was it a popular movie? Was it an award season movie? It probably had to be, right? Yeah. Um, Shaboopy. Shaboopy. That is my thinking song. Shaboopy. Shaboopy. 2017 Oscar bait. The Snowman. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, Mr. Police. I still want to see that movie. Killing of a Sacred Deer, that could be it. Um, but I, I don't know if that is it. Because these are thrillers. Thriller night. Bye bye, man. We saw The Founder. We did see The Founder. That's a long movie. Was it Birth of a Nation? No, because I did see that in theaters. Hmm. We saw Detroit. Yeah, and Detroit was fucking good. Yeah, that movie made me so angry. Um, uh, was it Billy Lynn's long halftime walk? I don't think so. I never did see that, though. No. You needed, like, a special theater to see that in. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, like, Passengers 120 frames per second or something. Free State of Jones. Look at dramas. <sighs> Snowden... It was 2017. Yeah. Saw that. Saw it. The Post. That was a good movie. Phantom Thread. No. I don't know, man. Darkest Air. Mother. Was... Mama. No, not Mother. Uh, Blade Runner. Song to Song. Glass Castle. Thank you for your service. Dinner. Stronger. I can't imagine how thrilling this is for the folks at home. I know. Um, right. Let's see. Yeah, we'll come back to it. We saw oh, Kong Skull Island was getting theaters. Skull Island. You said that pretty quick. And I, I did. Uh, Kong Skull Island. I had to really think about it there for a second. That was a pretty movie. It was a pretty good movie. And now we get to see King Kong vs. Godzilla next year. 2020. Oh boy, that was some impressive breathing. 
That was the whole chest. You're a good breather, Kevin. Don't let anyone tell you different. Thanks, Doug. I always... That's what I appreciate about you. Man, I just, like, really want a beer. I mean, I have some. Do you want one? If you are truly... Oh, my God. If you're offering. Yeah, I'm offering. Heck, I might have one. Yeah? I hope it's cold. Me too, because that's half the fun. It's the uh, Hofbrau House Oktoberfest. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll sip one of those. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Well, you don't have to go. guess I'll just uh, zets over here. Yeah, figure out what movie it was. Here's the problem. I have such a bad memory anymore that even if I found the movie, I don't think that I would recognize it or anything like that. Um... Let's see. Let's see. Well, rough night. Are you sure? I think maybe we did go to see uh, rough night. I think we did try to see it on purpose. You wanted to go see Zoe Kravitz, and I wanted to see Alana Blazer. That does sound like me. It said June, right? Yeah. Hmm. That was... Wonder Woman, Transformers, The Last Night, The Mummy, Despicable Me 3, Cars 3, Baby Driver... The House, Rough Night, The Bad Batch, All Eyes on Me, It Comes at Night. Maybe that's what it was. Because, um, yeah, I think that's what it was. I'm going with that. I think it was It Comes at Night, um, which I have since purchased. And watched a, a couple of times. Uh, what are your thoughts and feelings? Um, it comes at night. I only one beer. Oh, babe. I'm going to put another one in the fridge for me. Oh, um, babe. I will tell you my thoughts in a second. Son of a bitch. Well, there it is. I liked it. You're probably going to hear me say this twice, or maybe we'll just edit it out. Who's to say? But I liked it. I like the movies that are more atmospheric. Well... I didn't really think that through when I said it. I appreciate movies that are more atmospheric than ones that are just so uh, story-driven that it seems like it's like formulaic, like it's like a Mad Libs of you know story structure. Um, and It Comes at Night was really one of the first contemporary movies doing the you know you don't see what comes at night. It's a lot of like. The story is man versus uh, God or man versus the environment, but with the movie that is put in front of you is really man versus man. I think that's an interesting thing to do. I think it's really clever storytelling, and I wish directors and writers would do that more often. Do you say Tori Spelling? Nope. Mm. I don't know what I heard. I don't know what you heard either. I guess I'll have to listen to the pod. Well, okay. And uh, I'm discussing with our friends here mm-hmm. that the what I liked with the movie was that um, the 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 story that the characters are in are man versus 
environment or man versus God or man versus beast, but mm-hmm. the movie that we're watching, that story is man versus man. Yes. And I think that's really clever, clever storytelling. And I, I would like to see more people do it, even though I can't imagine it's very lucrative. Because no. I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, I'm going to get my first soapbox tonight. I don't think that the average audience is intelligent enough to appreciate that on a regular basis. I think it has to be a once every couple of cycles movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because on top of... So you've seen mainstream movies do the... You can't see the thing that's trying to kill the people. Right. So you've got Paranormal Activity. You've got uh, Blair Witch. Uh, for the most part, Cloverfield. I think I think probably the one most similar to it comes in I would be... Bird Box. Yes, but Bird Box didn't come out till the year after. Right. But it's in the but, same No, way. for sure. Definitely, yeah. definitely. But, so the nice thing about... It, all right, it's so ticky-tacky to talk about, which is why like I think a lot of movie critics get a bad bad rap. But... Mm-hmm. Um, so, there, outside of uh, Joel Edgerton... And even he's not really a household name. No. I can't think of... But he's consistently in at least... I'd say at least decent. Yeah, no, he picks really, really good projects to be a part of. Um, But I can't say that I I, I fully recognize anybody. I couldn't name anybody off my top of my head in that Mm -hmm. cast. So, you know, no offense to... If you're listening in 13 or 14 years from wherever we make it. But there was it was that guy that like was everywhere for a second. He was like the younger guy, I believe. He was the husband of the. It was Elvis's daughter, or granddaughter. Granddaughter. Uh, I don't know. Let me do this. The one that was in Mad Max. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, I got you. Um. Riley Kiaf. Yeah. Riley. Yeah, he's she's his granddaughter. Christopher Abbott, he's the one. He was everywhere for mm-hmm. a couple of years. And then there's the uh, Micah Rorick, who looks like the cross between Mickey Rorick and uh, Clint Eastwood. Yep. Tell me I'm wrong. Wait, isn't that guy... Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me you love me. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if the movie had quite as satisfying a payoff as I wanted. Here's something about Mick O'Rourke. Tell me something about Mick O'Rourke. He's in the upcoming film Joker, and his role is Screaming Man. I mean, he's on the up and up. Wow. You love to see it. Good for Mick. Yeah. Good for all screaming men everywhere. Um, That's me. I'm a screamer. Boy, don't we know. Yep. Um, I enjoyed the movie. It was a little quiet. It wasn't what I thought it would be. No. Which is always a surprise. It's always, not always a pleasant surprise, but in some cases it is. And this is a case where it was. Where, you know, there's this dread of the thing that's outside. Mm-hmm. Which, by all means, is a real thing. Right. Like whenever your mom's coming home and you forgot to defrost the chicken. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So you lock the red door. Right. So she can't come in. Right. And you lock her outside with all the feral cats. Yes. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> but no. But like you're, what you're saying is exactly right about the man versus man thing. It's mm-hmm. like there's this dread of what's outside, but the real enemy mm-hmm. is within. Man, gig, and man, as mm-hmm. the Germans Cabin say. Cabin fever. Yeah. They also say that, the Germans. Yeah. Um, We've got cabin fever. And, and movies seem to... So it seems like... I'm not going to say that that's the first movie of its kind ever made. No. Because it's clearly not. But in that capacity, contemporarily speaking, I think that that at least reignited the spark. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't ignite spark. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right, right, right. It got the spark going again. Sure. So that you could have... Uh, what was the quiet one? A quiet place. Yeah. And then you could have Bird Box, which I don't know how much I like Bird Box. I mean... I'm not trying to get divisive up in here, but... No. Um, I enjoyed it. It... I'm trying to remember, because that came out, what, last December? Yeah, I think so. And it was like, everyone wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah. Um, well, it, was it was a well-made movie. Yeah, it was just... For a Netflix original movie, like, mm-hmm. something about streaming service movies, you don't expect them to look yeah. as good Well, I mean, as, like, what was the last big name movie that, that Netflix uh, made was... Uh, Beasts Beast of, of Yeah. Which is, which is a great movie. But, I mean... But because it was only on Netflix, it just got robbed at all awards things. That, that and, like, not to talk down on the event that it covered, but it was, like, not really an approachable movie. It was very, um... Not by, not American audiences. Yeah, yeah. You you would it would you would have to be a real uh, out tour to yeah. uh, to even think about clicking on that one. Yeah, I mean most the thing the most universal thing American audience would say was Idris Elba was fantastic at it. Yeah, um, and he deserved every award that season. Mm-hmm. But I mean the movie. So Bird Box was just so acceptable. Not acceptable. <laughs> That's not the word. It was uh, approachable. Right. For, for more than one reason. I mean, you got um, a weird cast. Yeah. Wasn't... Um, so Sandra Bullock's obviously... Yeah, Sandy star. Bullock. Who is her... Becomes her love interest? Uh, he's... Black guy. What's his name? He's in something else of note. That I was like, oh, that's the guy from that thing. There were... I mean, so there were a few yeah. people that I, I actually recognized. Yeah. But, there's, there's like, a- MGK was in it. Machine Gun Kelly, Trevante right. Rhodes. The the guy from Moonlight. Yeah. That's who he was. Yeah. Uh, John Malkovich, Sarah Paulson was in it for a spell. Very briefly. Yeah. Lil Ray Howery was in it, and I liked him a lot. Lil Ray, he was in it. Um, Tom Hollander. B.D. Wong. Ooh, he played Greg. Yeah. And so there's a lot. There's at least one or two actors or actresses for... Every demographic, and the fact that it was on Netflix, which is like, who at this point hasn't at least stolen a Netflix password? Yeah. So it's basically a free movie. Yeah. Um, but it just like, I mean, what was what was the other big release for Netflix? It was like it was during the Super Bowl. Uh, the Cloverfield Paradox. Oh yeah. That sucked. <laughs> that was real bad. It wasn't what anyone hoped it would be. I mean, like, there were a couple parts that I, like, I thought were interesting, and I really, really liked Chris O'Dowd. Oh, yeah. 
but he's great. He he really is great. Like he at least does what he's supposed to do. And his scenes, his scenes were like the only good scenes. Yeah. But there was the whole bunch of like non sequitur, like what's going on in, on on Earth. And like, here's the thing: it's not a bad idea for a movie, mm-hmm. unless it's a full feature. Right. If it's a short, if it's like twenty eight minutes, I'll even give it a half hour. Yeah. I'll watch it. I'll probably watch it twice. Hell, we watched Kung Fury three times in one night just to pass and the time. Honestly, I think we're due for another one. We so. probably are due for another one. We are ready for the feature film whenever that's it true. comes out. It didn't need to be a whole, however the hell long it was. And I'd like to see more things, more high profile things that are just like a short film. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like the. They could be like know your medium, movie. folks at home. Know your medium. I mean, the best part of the Cloverfield Paradox is that last shot of the Cloverfield monster mm-hmm. roaring through the clouds. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, maybe someday we'll get like a sequel that actually helps continue what's going on. Because I mean, listen, I know we're all over the place here, but I'm just going to ride this wave that we're on. Yeah, I really, really liked. Was it 21 Cloverfield Lane? 10 Cloverfield. 10 Cloverfield Lane. I like that. That's a fantastic movie. I don't think it's a Cloverfield movie. Because that is... It's in the same vein as It Comes a Night where yeah. it's an external threat, yeah. but the real thing is what's yeah. with, trapped inside with you. Yeah. But boy, it's because a, whole, that, it's a the, very different movie if John Goodman comes to that red door. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> this is what happens. Market zero. Um... But, like, throughout that entire movie, you're not sure if there's anything actually outside until, spoiler Mm -hmm. alert, until she breaks out. Right. And then it's like, oh, crap, there is stuff out here. Yeah. Um, But. The the, the movie I want to see is she drives off to, like, Houston or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, lightning flashes and you see the big ship up in the sky. Yeah. It's like, make that movie. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that they keep doing this and it's. I cannot remember if it's Michael Bay or J.J. Abrams or if it's the both of them. The J.J. Abrams. It's J.J. Abrams. <sighs> Listen, this is just my personal thing. It's basically baseless, but I have a feeling that he watches indie movies because no one else will. He <laughs> goes, this is a great IP. That's a fun callback. Yeah. This is a great IP, but I want the money. So yeah. he writes a quick scene at the end of a movie produces that the whole thing gives it a bigger budget they do it for realsies Mm -hmm. and then he just shoehorns cloverfield on top of it wasn't there wasn't um because it went cloverfield which i know a lot of people like we threw up in the theater no you didn't quit fucking lying i love cloverfield it brought found footage things back i really had a blast oh yeah plus there's not an unattractive woman in that picture it's true and for the first time I saw Kristen Ritter. Nope. Spooky girl. What's her name? Lizzie Kaplan? Lizzie Kaplan. Um, That's your girl. I can't believe you I know, dude. My, I feel like I, I think I had like multiple strokes in the past couple of uh, years because I can't remember shit. And it was like everyone's first exposure to T.J. Miller before he revealed his true colors. Yeah. I mean, he's... Dude, he's got mental issues. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to rag on him. He ain't right. It's yeah. definitely not cool to yell bomb threat on a plane or a train or an automobile, wherever he was. Yeah. But or anywhere John Candy might yeah. be. Yeah, but he is brilliant. He's a brilliant comic. Um, but, yeah, so first Cloverfield, seminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 
Ten Cloverfield Lane was like, like I said, like a great movie, great standalone movie. Different beast entirely. Yeah, I, I don't know if I really agree with it being part of the Cloverfield canon, but all right, whatever. Yeah. Because you don't even know when it's set. No. And then... The theory... I mean, you assume it's at the same time everything's happening in New York. Uh-huh. Because, like, at the beginning, she's driving away, uh-huh. and she, like, hears that there's, like, an attack or something. Right. And, like, that's what happens whenever she gets in the accident. She's, like, distracted. Right? Or she's I, making a phone call or shit, something. Shit, she's doing something. I know she gets run off the road by your boy himself. Yeah. But... And then... Paradox. It it's like, it's like you said. It's like, if it was short, yeah. If it wasn't a full thing, you didn't have to worry about like a whole space crew being right. Because it's just it's Event Horizon, in I was gonna say in space, but Event Horizon was in space. It's Event Horizon in the chlorophyll thing, yeah. and so like I that's fine. That's honestly that's a good idea. That's fine, but it doesn't need to be as long as it was. Yeah. I don't know the exact minute count, but like it could have been like twenty five minutes, thirty minutes. Meanwhile, there's a story of. The husband of one of the crew members being on Earth, trying to save Mm -hmm. a small child of some sort, I think. Yeah. And I think that it's just... That seems like the real story there. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just like... Yeah, it's just doing too much. Mm -hmm. And I, I bless whoever's idea these keep being, because I don't think they're JJ's, like I said, but... No. It's just like a think tank of yeah. people being like what can we do next and I'm totally cool but like generally speaking you get one film for origin story mm-hmm. you get one so far he's already had like three goes at it yeah and it's just not turning out so just take us well, to the action so they're all supposed to be the story of that this girl. one thing is happening and it's three different stories all yeah happening at the same time uh-huh. this thing is and the one is like, okay, this is the main event, and that's Cloverfield. Yeah. And then this is how people elsewhere are reacting to this, mm-hmm. and that's 10 Cloverfield Lane. And then this is maybe what started it, but... Uh, see, I thought they were different points down the road. Well, because it's like, in the Cloverfield Paradox, it's supposed to be the experiments they're running right. are what bring these creatures from a different dimension into yeah. ours. Yeah. But then there's, like, this whole alternate Earth that's, like, peaceful. And it's been a while since I watched it. But isn't it, like, they just decide to stay there? Or whoever's left alive. Yeah. And Elizabeth Debicki shows up in the wall. Yeah. that. So that's that's when I started getting interested. Because I was like, well, shit, all right. So this is going to be, like, one of those, like, creepy, spooky movies. But then it's not really dealt with at all. Yeah. No, it's not. I genuinely don't even... I blocked a lot of that movie out. Mm-hmm. I forgot about it. I might have to rewatch that. I've, oh, God bless you. But there's, like, other things I'd rather watch. Yeah. Like walls. Just, yeah. just walls. And hope Elizabeth Debicki emerges from one. Yeah. Um, In one piece, preferably. What was I going to say? And, but uh, Overlord... Yeah, I did see that. ...was supposed to be, I guess when it was first imagined, was supposed to be a Cloverfield kind of thing, like... Said during World War II. Yes, like, like the Nazis had figured it out or something like that. Yeah. And that got retconned. They, Thank they the Lord. That. Did you see that movie? I didn't. It's actually pretty good. I th- it looked fun. Um, Grey Worm's in it. Mm-hmm. What's his face? Euron Greyjoy's also in it. Oh, wow. He plays the Nazi. Just the one. Oh, yeah? 
um, and Kurt Russell's Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son, who I did not realize was their son. Wait, both of them or the love child? Wyatt Russell. Yeah, he is their child. He is their child. He He's... is Kate Hudson's half brother. Oh, Pilu Ashbeck is in it too. Yeah. Man, it's like half the cast of Game of Thrones. Honestly, um, it's like the Eternals before it was announced. Yeah. Uh, John Magaro, who was in uh, Orange Is the New Black, which I still have not watched that. Yeah, you get a kick out of it. Um, it's over now, right? Jacob Anderson. It is over now. Yeah. Maybe I'll give that. I got so many shows uh, I gotta watch. Bokeem Woodbine, who looks oh, like yeah, he's in that too. Dave Chappelle, if he was an action star. He's in. He was in at least the first season of Luke Cage. Oh. Um, when you said uh, Euron, I thought for a second you meant Theon. Oh, no. And I was like, how is he's he? He's in Jojo Rabbit. He also playing a yeah. Nazi. Um, Matilda Olivier. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's the story they tell, and I'm sure it's something that they could, like, wreck on and be like, yeah, no, it is Cloverfield after all. It's just. But, I mean, it's pretty stock uh, Nazis dabbling in the occult type thing. I figured as much. Um. On the eve of D-Day, American paratroopers drop behind enemy lines to penetrate the walls of a fortified kirka, or church, and destroy a radio transmitter. As the soldiers approach their target, they soon begin to realize that there's more going on in Nazi-occupied village than a simple military operation. Making their way to an underground lab, the outnumbered men stumble upon a sinister experiment that forces them into a vicious battle against an army of the undead. Well, spoiler alert. Yeah. That seems interesting. Um... It is. It's pretty good. It's a very gory movie. Yeah. Um, well, it was written by a man named Billy Ray. Yeah. I think he directed it too, didn't he? Perhaps. He did something else of note. His name is on something else. Uh, Volcano? Hearth's War? Mm. Earth 2? The Shooter? Shooter? Uh, Breach, Flight Plan, Hunger Games, Hunger Games, Gemini Man, Secret in Their Eyes. Oh, you wrote Captain Phillips and the Hunger Games. Well, the screenplay for the Hunger Games, mm -hmm. State mm -hmm. of Play, Flight Plan, Legalese, Volcano. That movie. Hmm, I love that movie. For a second, I thought it was like some you know knockoff crap Volcano movie. You know, kind of like Minotaur. Shout out to my boy Tom Hardy. <laughs> That's a choice. I'm a Minotaur. I can't wait to watch that movie someday. Walk <laughs> <laughs> well, in the future. Um, That's a good breeze. Little Paradox. I mean, it these was, are good breezes. These are good breezes. That was a movie where it's like there's so much production value in it, but they don't really do anything. And that's a, that's a real modern plague. Yeah. It looks great. Nothing happens. Yeah. Um, it's like me. Exactly. You look great, but you don't do anything. I don't do anything. Uh, that's why you do a lot of stuff. Thanks, babe. You do a lot of stuff to make me happy. Like taking that shirt off. Now take them glasses off and get in the pool. Um, what else? Bird box. Quiet place. Essentially the same movie, just different senses. Um, yeah. You see, we saw a quiet place. Yeah. I think I saw it twice. 
Not some, because I liked it that much. Just I just different this, people. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. Literally, you stroked us differently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like that movie quite a bit. I thought the creatures were quite scary looking. I would not want to find them <sighs> in my farm. Because they were like weird versions of... Facially, they looked similar to the xenomorphs. I was going to say they, they looked a little... Uh... They wouldn't look out of place in an alien movie. I thought they looked a little uh, Demogorgony. Yeah. It's like a cross between the two. Mm-hmm. It's like a Kevin between the two. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. you see Alien Covenant? I did, but here's the thing. I'm not real big on alien movies. You're not. Mm-mm. You're not. I'm not. So that whole five-hour playthrough of me in a locker of Alien Isolation... was not doing it for me. I gotta tell you. At some point, I was like, you know what? Let's just take our chances with the Xenomorph. I bought that game myself to try to beat it mm-hmm. so that we could come here and do something with the oh, game. Oh, it's an impossible game to beat. It seems so. Because the weapons you get do nothing. They don't do anything right. Um, like, you get that weird, like, multi-tool thing yeah. that has, like, a hammer on the end. And you think you'd be able to beat one of the android things with it. No. And they just grab it. Yeah. And then they crush your throat. And then you try to shoot one of those things with, like, the three bullets you get. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't do anything to it. It also doesn't do anything. I think I'm stuck... The Xenomorph is not able to be killed at all. No. I think I'm stuck... Right whenever you first meet, like, that other group of castaways. And they start shooting at you for some reason. Okay. Um, and I think it's whenever the Xenomorph comes down and just starts raising hell. The first... Oh, it's like the first main area. Where yeah. Like, like, there's an area where you sneak away from it. Yeah. But it's still, like, kind of scripted. Yeah. And then there's the area where it's like, all right, all bets are off now. Mm-hmm. You're in the playground. Have fun. <laughs> you yeah. don't have fun. You don't. You have stress. It is the least fun I've ever had playing a video game. Well, the least fun was when we tried playing it after we saw Krampus. Oh, yeah. That game. Mm. That movie. Still don't like that movie. No. I think it was just like I think for me especially at the ending of it mm-hmm. now we're talking Krampus uh-huh, Krampus okay. if you alright cool yeah um, my one of my biggest fears is going against some sort of force that you have no power against uh-huh. you don't even stand a fighting chance sure so like the end of let's say Cabin in the Woods yeah like the whole old gods thing that that really got to me. It's like, well, there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. My fate is not in my hands at all. I have no power over what happens. Right. Um, in the end of Krampus, where it's like, where's there like in a snow globe over like a pit of hell or something? Oh, yeah. I don't remember all the details. I just remember it being a fucked up movie. What got me was the, uh, the worm thing. The, yeah. The jack in the box. I didn't like seeing that. Yeah. The tone of it was deeply unsettling. It's like it was all these comedic actors mm-hmm. and decidedly not a comedy. Yeah. But there was still things you're like you're supposed to laugh at, but it's like Ugh. See Death jokes don't get to me. I I don't like them. No. No. Like, well, I guess it depends on how they're delivered. I'm I'm okay with black comedy. Yeah. But 
in into the capacity that you were given it in Krampus, I was not very fond of that. No. Um, even even something like Deadpool two, the uh, airdrop scene. Yeah. That doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's like the argument is like oh you get all these like superheroes and it's just like they immediately die. Yeah. From the most mundane things, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I get that. Um, like Bill Skarsgård begging for his life in a wood chipper. Oh yeah. And like if or it's like it'd be funny if he wasn't begging. That's yeah. what it's like. Okay, it's a, it's a bit much now. Yeah. Um, so I actually not to not to pull us back too far. I read the um, the end of Krampus differently. Yeah. I think than you did because I didn't see it so much as. Uh, like a futility thing. Mm-hmm. I just saw it as not that they were in the globe, but more of like a looking glass thing. Mm. So it's like now like Krampus has his eye on that family or mm-hmm. well, what's left of it. Oh, they all came back. Yeah. That was the thing. Cause like it made it seem like, were they all dead? Uh-huh. And this was just like kind of them. Because they all died in the hands of Krampus. Uh, okay. I see, like, I see what you're saying. Trapped. Yeah. It's still, to me, and I don't even know where I would get this idea, but I'd have to think that, based off of what I know of Krampus, which is limited, mm-hmm. it is some sort of derivative of Santa. Yeah. So, based off of that... He's you, like the... The Antichrist of Santa. Yes. And I have to think, based off that, he doesn't do things for the sake of evil. He does evil for the sake of justice. Yeah, if that makes any kind of sense. He is... So Santa's like the good end of the scale. Yes. That, like, rewards you. Santa's the good cop. Yeah. Krampus is the bad cop. Very bad cop. The very bad cop. He's so, the, uh, you know, LAPD in the 1990s. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'd have to assume that it was more like about learning the lesson. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't say if the lesson wasn't learned, everybody would still be alive. But because the lesson was, he returned everybody. But I remember them all reacting because they all remembered what happened. Uh huh. And then it's like they don't know what state they're in, and that's when it zooms out and they're in a snow globe. Uh huh. So that's why. Yeah, and that's fine. I don't know. That's fine. I yeah, I still, I still think I read it as like, because there's other snow globes. Yeah. Implying that. Either your theory or my theory is correct, where he has just all these families in the snow globe, but um, I, I still think it's like a crystal ball thing. It's just like a way for him to keep an eye. And say maybe we need to watch him, but I really don't I want to. I truly don't want to. I'll let you be right if that's what the stake is. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm right, or we're watching it again. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe we can, like, you know, outsource that job. Yeah. Watch this movie and take extensive notes. And then just get back to us on that. We'll get our scribe to do it. Yeah. Scribe, write that down. Um, we're just jumping from movie to movie right now. We are rapid this, fire. This is what the old pod should have been. Yeah. Um, we went from good movies to bad movies. Yeah. 
We've well, we've seen all, so many movies. Yeah. Both in theaters and at home. Out of theaters, if you will. Yes. The home box office. Mm-hmm. Um, what a wonderful thing. I just got HBO, like, truly a couple of months ago. Oh, it's... The catalog's so deep. It has consumed me. Oh, yeah. Consumed me. I mean, if you go through all their series, you see stuff from, like, the early 2000s that you, like, remember hearing about, mm-hmm. and, like, you weren't old enough to watch that or didn't have the means to. <sighs> yeah. Well, and the, now it's just, like, there. You can do it. The, that was weird gesticulation. The uh, the hell that I'm in right now is that I haven't finished a series. Mm-hmm. I'm now caught up. Oh, so yeah. I have to wait for each new episode to come out like a peasant. Right. So I'm like, I'm between the Righteous Gemstones, which you should be watching. For sure. I just caught up with Peaky Blinders, so now I'm free to watch other things. Um, Righteous Gemstones. Um, the Deuce, which I... Am, Deuce. I'm... In love with you are in love with it. I'm in love with that movie, uh, especially uh, my girl. I think her name's like Margaret Viva. Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, oh, you mean James Margarita Laviva? You mean second James Franco? <laughs> Not the first one, but the, she's just like. You mean the pale imitation? Oh, she's a cutie. Oh my goodness, I am head over heels, boy. Boy, she was um, she was in uh, Adventureland, which means she was in Pittsburgh for a short term. Yeah, I think about for a short term twelve. I think about that with Tom Hardy whenever I think of The Dark Knight Rises. People are probably trying to follow Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. It's like he should have been or Anne Hathaway. It's like, you follow two people in this movie: mm-hmm. Tom Hardy or Michael Caine. Michael Kite. And the more I think about it, Michael Caine probably didn't come to Pittsburgh because he yeah. really didn't have a reason to. That's what she looked like in season one, and I was like, who are you? Oh, wow. But, um... Oh, wow. Love the deuce. Love the deuce. And then Barry. I'm waiting for Barry to come back. I gotta watch Barry. Barry that's, is... That's the top of my list. Barry's so fucking good. I got... I finished Barry. Start to finish. We'll start to catch up. Finish. In, like, three days. Did I hear they're only doing one more season? They are only doing one more season. Okay. Because they don't, like, there'd, there'd be nowhere else to take it. Right. And I and I admire whenever a series is like, we're just going to do so many seasons and that's mm-hmm. all we need. Um, unfortunately, Netflix series still haven't planned that out. Yeah. Even though Netflix just has a habit of canceling them after yeah. three things. Three. Yeah, which is exciting that Glow's gone back for a season four. Was it announced? Shit, I hope so. I think it was. I mean, I love that show. That's the season I gotta watch. That's the top of uh, That is the next thing I'm watching. Because I know I can put that down in like a day. Okay, so... Discusses potential season four. We're crossing our fingers. So they're writing it on the hopes that... Netflix follows. Yeah. yeah. Netflix is just so... Skeevy. I mean, how many seasons does Orange of the New Black have? Like five? I think so. Like... At least give the good shows. But wasn't that based on a book? It it was based off of a book which was written about a person who actually did the damn thing. Yeah. But still... But I don't know that you can get five seasons of something from one book. Yeah. Unless I've, you're Peter Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or fucking... L. Ron Hubbard. What's his name? J.R.R. Martin. George R.R. Martin. Yeah. Well, that was really up in his ass. He would have... He would have liked that it continued on for a few more seasons mm-hmm. because they cut a lot of stuff out from the books. 
Well, write, write, write the books faster, you dipshit. <laughs> hey, man, he's an old man. <laughs> it took him like 15 years to finish three chapters. Yeah. The last book came out in 2011. It is now 2019. We're almost in a new decade. Yeah. Um, so, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers Kevin. Um, I'm saying it. I mean, I'm still very much interested in that book series because I feel like there's going to be... I mean, this, the beats might be there the same, but I think the how they get there is going to be very different. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So Glow's what I'm watching next. Yeah. At some point, I still have to watch Haunting of on or Haunting of Hill House on Hill House. Yeah. Well, so, Halloween's coming up. We can watch that together. All Hallows Eve. Ooh, you make some popcorn. Because I ain't seen it. I ain't seen it yet. Me either. I heard it's really not scary. I hear it's, it's scary if you pay attention to the back. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, ghosts and things that you see back there that aren't really the main attraction. Uh-huh. Which I, I was keeping an eye out for in It, too. Yeah. But I didn't really see no. much. Unless I just need a practice eye. Things weren't as obvious as they were in the first Yeah. Place. Um, one thing that I, I would be looking forward to for The Haunting of Hill House mm-hmm. is that a lot of... It's like 70-30 practical effects. Yeah. Which is really cool. I'm a big guy on practical effects. It seems very um, very much in the same vein as something that like Guillermo del Toro would do. Like that movie he just came out with. That he didn't direct, but he produced. Um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, yeah. Which I did not see. I want to, but I'm scaled. That's a... I'm a scaled. You are a scaled. I'm a scaled. I'm a scaled little boy. I'm a scaled. Hey, little boy. Say, hey, little boy. Hey, little boy. Say, hey, little boy. So scaled. Mad. Mad how scaled I am. That's going to be a watch at home with maybe some lights on. You think? I think so. Or at least watch it during the day. Well, if if we go to the movies, you can hold my hand. The cinema. The cinema. Well, last time... Was the last scary movie we saw together, Blair Witch... In which I fell asleep. I don't know. It depends on when Pee Pee Poo Poo Man came out. I thought Blair Witch came out after, but it may have been before. You might be right. You, I think you're right. I don't know. Pee Pee Poo Poo Man was not a scary movie. No, that movie was god awful. It was a ridiculous movie. Bye Bye Man came out in 2017. It had a strong opening. Mm-hmm. And then it just died. Blair Witch. Blair Witch came out in 2016. Wow. Pee Pee Poo Poo Man came out in 2017. Okay, so Blair Witch. Wow. I, mean, I still haven't seen it. Wow. Was that really the last scary movie we saw together? Pee Pee Poo Poo Man? Yeah. I think so. Don't say it, don't think it. Because that was what... Off the that go. was like, alright, I need to write about this. And that's when I came out with the big article. Which I am... If you imagine, Can you imagine hating something so much that it compels you to write... Oh my god! <laughs> I think that's just how writers operate in this day and age. Uh, I don't know a single writer. I don't know. Maybe we haven't really discussed the, uh, you know, Ars Poetica, but um, I don't really know a lot of writers from my undergrad days, as opposed to my overgrad days. Right. Um, right. That genuinely Tears Stalin grad yeah. days. <laughs> Leningrad days, please. Oh, wow. Um, that really, really like writing. It's more of like a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm very good at this thing, 
but I hate doing it very much. Yeah, I don't know anyone other than us, mm. us psychopaths, mm-hmm. that are banking their entire future off of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's people that are, like, doing it as, like, the hopes that it comes into something. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, there's a girl that I graduated with who's just straight up fucking killing it right now. She's uh, a poet by trade, but she teaches at a college um, in the Midwest. So she did kind of what you're expected to do if you have an English Yeah, degree. but she's a generational talent. She's Her name's Kat Lewis. Look her up. She's fucking amazing. Um, with a K? With a K. L-E-U-I-S um, or L-E-W-I-S? Uh, like C-S. L-E-W-S. Oh. For a second, I thought you meant Louis C.K., and I was like, C.S.? Siesta? Siesta! But yeah, everybody else is just kind of like, whatever they can get. At the Cat Lewis? Yeah. Shout out, at the Cat Lewis. At the Cat Lewis. Front of the pod. Is that our first, like, professional shout out? I think so. Is she a front of the pod? She probably has no she idea pro- that this is. She probably is. I mean, as far as I know... All right, well, pretty the cool. shout-out's out there. If it is welcomed, great. If not, we rescind it <laughs> and a plague on both your houses. I shouted that at Bloodborne the other day. A plague on both your houses. Because I just, like, I was just getting fucking, like, Eiffel Towered by these two beast things with these axes. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just, I needed to say something funny so I didn't say something, like, terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was either, like, yell something farcical or commit a war crime. Like, that was the rock and a hard place that I was in. Right, right, right. So, just a plague on both of your houses. Oh, Mercutio. You talked a long time before you finally died. Oh, my God. Do you bite your thumb at me? Do you bite your thumb at me? Do you quarrel, sir? Oh, the bard's tongue. The bard's distinctive oh, language. But, uh... Bard's prose. It's a shame that the Slenderman movie sucked. I never saw it. It's a shame that that one sucked. Was that like an origin of him, or was that like based on the those it was girls? The, like, yeah, it was that one. The girl survived. She did, which is great. It was amazing. Can you imagine being like stabbed over something like that? You know what? Though there were a couple of times in middle school and high school, it got pretty dicey. Yeah. Yeah. You almost got stabbed. I feel like. <laughs> What? Used to hang out the bad uh, uh, parts of town. How so. oblivious was I? I know I missed out on certain things that were apparently hard to miss out on. But My serious, grievous back injury. <laughs> was tuned out for that. Um, the rift in the friend group that mm. I somehow <laughs> was not aware of. I'd love to. We all still sat together at lunch, so yeah. it couldn't have been that big of a divide. Hey, man. You keep up appearances. That's <laughs> what you do. Trouble in paradise. Not to that guy. No. Doug's wearing two different fucking... Stripes and plaids, Stripes baby. and plaids. Stripes and plaids. And if it was always one out of primary on the day. So it was, if it was a plaid shirt, striped t-shirt underneath. I remember I had to give a presentation in one class, and... The girl who was, like, sitting, like, right next to the podium where I was sitting, she was like, you were just too visually loud for me to pay attention to anything else. I was like, great, I got your attention. That now we just need to refine that. That's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got dicey. Slender, <sighs> Yeah. Um, see, the issue 
I always kind of like there's so much pressure and not that I don't so like take Once Upon a Time in Hollywood okay I want to see it you do I, I want to see it I genuinely want to see it I, I want wanted, you to see it I've wanted to see it since the since the, the, the first trailer came out since the dawn of man <laughs> but it's like for me whenever so I don't know maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth but maybe it's the same way for you when you are trying to make a career mm-hmm. out of something that is in entertainment, mm-hmm. there's so much pressure to, I mean, that's just what I think, but I, I, it is my opinion that there's a lot of pressure to enjoy what and it's like if anybody's anybody they like this movie there's a lot of pressure right. to be that person right so let's just say like I'm having like kind of a shit day when I go to the movies you're putting up a lot of guap mm-hmm. to see a, a movie so you like for me if like, you're going at like prime time usually I'm spending around $30 yeah yeah, easy. If, if and that's if you're like getting snacks. If yeah. not, it's just like ten. Yeah, I mean you're looking at you're a twelve dollar ticket. You can sit through a two and a half hour movie without even a bottle of water. So. Yeah, I mean it's a it's kind of a major commitment. It's like what you're doing that night. Yeah. And are you about to throw up? No, I'm like, the airflow. So right now there's like there's a couple fun movies that are out, yeah. and then there's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There's always like this battle between what's the movie that I want to see right now, mm-hmm. or do I go to the office? Is basically how it feels. Mm-hmm. And so I've already seen it. I want to see Scary Stories, and I think there's another one that's out right now that I want to see. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Hey man, it's coming out on digital like October fifth. So. Yeah, I, I'll just wait it out. But I mean, you better believe I got that pre-ordered. Um, Banking on having some money by that point. Oh, Hustlers, yes sir. Um, yeah, I want to see that. Ready or Not has been getting really good reviews. It has been. Um, Ready or Not. At Astro looks good. It does look good. I am all about Brad Pitt's sudden resurgence, but apparently he's going away for a while after this. Oh, yeah. But there's, like, it always winds up that there's a couple movies that I genuinely, like, I think are fun movies. Like, I'm not going there to think too much or worry about story structure or, like, look in the background. I just want to enjoy it as a normal person would enjoy a movie. Right. But then there's movies that are like, yeah, well, if you want to be taken seriously, you need to watch The Greats. And it's, like, clear that, like, once upon, like, when anytime Scorsese shows up or anytime Tarantino shows up, it's, it's, like, it's a given that you will see it. It's just a matter of when. It's like, fuck, all right, well, I got to go to church now, but yeah. uh, maybe in a couple of weeks when I get the money to go back to the movies, I can see a movie that, you know, not that I actually want to see, but like one that I I think I might enjoy more because I'm not taking notes in my head the whole and time. And I think that's kind of getting back to like the whole, you know, what's mm-hmm. being shown when thing mm-hmm. that we started this off with. It's like if a movie isn't, producing immediately yeah it gets relegated to you can see it there's two time slots a day yeah. one's at like 11.30 at night and the other's yeah. at 9 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and it's like well that doesn't work out yeah because well, I'm a rational human being yeah I mean our Cinemark has 12 it's, does it have 12 theaters? 16 theaters? 16 it's 16 theaters and this past weekend I know that they had uh, 5 or 6 of those theaters uh, playing it 
Yeah. Um, and like, I think that's the issue is like, there's certain trade-offs. Like, so our Cinemark within the past two years now, they refurbished all their theaters. Yes. Yeah. So it's not the typical stadium seating anymore. Yeah. It's recliners with trays. Mm-hmm. And rather than having, you know, 300 seats in an auditorium, now you get like 150. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and it just, it's all part of, the the theater business is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it's devouring itself. Mm-hmm. It's trying to be competitive with the streaming services, but they're like, oh, people don't come out to the movies anymore. Well, that's because movie tickets are like 12 bucks. Right. Or they can just, and that's not including the fact they have to drive to the theater, so they're yeah. spending gas. Uh, they have to clear their schedule for that time to go mm-hmm. see it. And then they see all these things like, well, I'm going to be in here for like two hours at least. So I'm going to want something to nibble on, something right. to sip on. So that's even more money. Right. But if the theater does something where they get all these expensive things now, it's like, oh, we got these nice new recliners that we're going to have to charge you more for mm-hmm. because now we're in the hole and we need to pay for them somehow. And it's just like, well, if you would stop trying to... Stop trying to promote these novelties when people are just going to see a movie. Yeah. They're there for the movie, not for a foot massage. Right. While you're doing it. I agree with you. Um, it's just frustrating. Cause it's like, j- just shut up and listen to what the people actually want, rather than what you think they want. Yeah. And maybe your business will be better. Yeah. And the, Yeah. I mean, the irony being that they think that that battlefield is in the lobby of a, of a movie theater when it's actually in the theater itself. Yeah. People like... That, you know, if you've ever listened to somebody, uh, like, somebody who, who, like, not to sound, like, condescending, but, like, somebody who's, like, doesn't really get, like, movie structure and, like, has never really seen a script, let alone read one or written one, like, has no interest in making a movie at all, but they, they rattle down the idea, oh, you write movies, you should write this movie. Right. And it's, like, that is a terrible fucking idea. Yeah. The grand majority, I think, of the more pedestrian... Again, this is me with my condescending hat on. I, I hear what I sound like. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. The, like, the average person that goes to the movies, if they have their niche and they're smart about their niche, like, that's one thing. But, like, they really don't know what they want in a movie. No. And I don't really remember what my point was. Well, I got they, so in my own head. So, but. the point of the point of all that is... Um, I don't know if this is what you're getting at. Probably not, but just get me off this. Uh, People go to the movies because they see a trailer and they're like, oh, that looks interesting. Mm -hmm. I want to see that. It looks fun. It looks scary. It looks funny. Yeah. Uh, It looks action-packed. Whatever it is that gets you to the theater. It's a hell of a movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then, like, the other side of the issue is people don't need to go to the movies anymore because Mm -hmm. a lot of... I mean, we've all seen the trailers where it's like, well, you see everything that happens now. Yeah, there's some very poorly designed all, trailers. All the reveals are there. And, yeah. like, it's something that I consciously look for when I watch a movie now. It's like, oh, I've seen I've seen who makes it. Mm-hmm. Or I've seen who doesn't make it. Or yeah. I've seen this has to happen, which means mm-hmm. what have you. My, 
Or like I know it's like all right, I know this isn't the final fight because I've seen them fighting at this other thing. Yeah. Now Marvel with I don't know if they did it with Endgame. With Infinity War, they purposely put fake breadcrumbs in the trailer. Yeah. There were scenes in there that were never in the movie, that were never gonna be in the movie. Yeah. Just to get people to think or to people think that this is gonna happen when actually None of that is ever going to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My, uh, shit, what was I going to say? Shit power. It's a complicated business. But, I was going to say... And it's because it's constantly changing. Yeah. I'm honestly, and like, this is not going to work because somebody's going to feel like they have to win. But as a model, I'm okay with the premiere movies staying in theaters. And I don't think theaters are going away. No. I think they just need to calm the fuck down. Like, I'm okay with, like, if it's going to be an event, let it be an event. Like, if you have deals with, say, and I know that these are all outdated names, but, like, with your Johnny Depp's, with your Brad Pitt's, um, you know, whomever... I'm okay with them doing contracts and say, okay, every movie that I do can only be in a theater. And I'm okay with, you know, B-level and, like, some A-levels that get snuck through, like being on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with opening up Netflix and not assuming that I'm going to see a blockbuster. Yeah. Because that's kind of the point of Netflix. Like, it's very... It's it's right there. It's like not like Bill and Ted's excellent movie place, but it's it's accessible, it's approachable, it's not meant to be HBO. No. At least in its inception it wasn't. Right. Is um I see what you're saying. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. Um I just think that like if theaters want to get back to their golden age, do what they did in the golden age. Mm-hmm. Where it was just like I mean, you don't have to charge two dollars for a ticket. Right. It can be like reasonable. I don't think it should. I don't think it should go higher than eight dollars. Um. I don't think you should be paying more to see a movie once than you can pay to own it. Sure. Yeah. And watch it whenever. Um, Definitely. And it's just like, whenever theaters ruled everything, when you had to go to theaters to see a movie, yeah, it was just simple seating, simple snacks. Mm-hmm. All reasonably priced. Yeah. The theaters... Like showcase. Yeah. The theaters should not be the ones who are... They shouldn't be the ones that have to make up the money to produce the movies. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Like, just because... Just well, because Star Wars costs $200 million to make... Yeah. Does not mean tickets have to be more expensive before that movie. Yeah. I yeah. know there's going to be a higher demand, but if you didn't gut your theater... Yeah. And remove half the seating, you wouldn't have that issue. Well, I guess, so what was uh, what was the issue with uh, The Hateful Eight? It was that it needed a special projector, <coughs> yeah. and most of the theaters in, the, in America, especially the ones that t- Tarantino wanted specifically to show, they could not afford right. those projectors. So he had to, like, give them? Is that what it was? He or had to work out some sort of agreement where it's like... There's, I don't know if there's a company that has uh-huh. all these projectors. He pretty much just had to like strike a deal with them. Yeah. That like all the show times or all the showings of the movie in this format, mm-hmm. so much of the income from that will go straight to you. Yeah. And like, 
I don't think it was a very lucrative deal for him, but he wanted people to see a movie the certain way. Right. And you have and to that appreciate, was more important to him. You have to appreciate the artistry. And I saw it in that way, and it was it was great. Yeah. I loved it. Did you see it in Robinson? Do you have to go uh, down south side? I had to go to Homestead. Yeah. Um, Shit. Because I think Lowe's is the only theater that has... It seems like a nice theater. It is a nice theater. Yeah. Um, I used to think their popcorn wasn't great. Yeah. Until I went to... I mean, it is an AMC theater, but I went to an AMC theater in Houston to see Endgame. Yeah. And the popcorn was garbage. Yeah. And, like, I never missed Cinemark so much in that moment. Yeah. I went to an AMC in... It is the one that's in Burbank. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think I remember there being pop, their popcorn pretty good. Maybe I just had a bad one. Or maybe, maybe it was because it was Endgame Day and AMC had announced that their theaters were going to be running 24 hours a day for that first weekend. Yeah. There wasn't even anyone to claim my ticket. I couldn't. I could have just walked right in without yeah. a ticket. Yeah, that's when I went to see It, that's pretty much what the story was. I mm-hmm. saw that down Southside. And they like... The Good Buddy Ben? The Good Buddy Ben. Oh. And, uh... Yeah, they pretty much just let us in. Like, yeah. they're just like, you're in, that's fine. It's too chaotic to try to figure out. Yeah. When the seats are full, they're full. Yeah, but... And we um, just hope that everyone bought a ticket so we get the money from it. But to your point, I wanted to see... Because I saw... Not Rogue One. I we saw Rogue One at the same time on the opposite ends of the country. We did. Okay, so it was Rogue One, right. yeah. Because I saw it at 8, and you saw it at 11, and when we both got out of the theater, it was the same time. <laughs> It's just, dude, dude. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's one of the best Star Wars movies. I liked it a lot. Hands down. I liked it a lot. Um, I wasn't sold on some aspects of it, but I loved that fight at the end. Oh, yeah. Where it's like a 45-minute fight. Yeah. It's like an actual war in yeah. a Star Wars movie. And you don't actually, you don't often see that in a yeah. Star Wars We've movie. We've seen the stars. Now look at the war. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to see it. I wound up seeing it at an AMC. And I mean, it was... Burbank. Like, you were able to squeeze it in between your 11 viewings of La La Land. Oh, that was a good year for me. I loved I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I thought about time. when I went to see it the first time. Yeah. When I tried to see it and it was sold out. Oh my god. <laughs> you saw- I saw Manchester by the Sea instead. <laughs> I went to see, you know, a happy romantic musical. Um, what I ended up seeing was a bleak story about a man whose brother died and he had to take care of the son but then you learn that this guy all of his kids died in a fire that he may have started accidentally he started it was actually it was an accidental fire yeah so many people died in this movie tragically it's like what that is so funny i might watch that movie tomorrow to be honest with you not manchester by the sea but Manchester by the Sea's on... It was an Amazon movie, so it's always on Amazon now. <sighs> yeah, but Casey Affleck. Staring me in the face. This, this was right when he became problematic. Yeah. I saw it before the news broke. Yeah. Um, what was it he did? He... Was he just... He sexually assaulted a couple of people. He did sexually assault people. Um, I wasn't sure if he was just, like, harassing people. Yeah, I think he sexually assaulted he a couple of people. Away. But you know what? Actually, now that I say that... He was on whatever Dax Shepard's podcast is. Um, Armchair. Armchair Expert. Yeah. I didn't listen to it. I listened to a small trailer. Mm -hmm. 
I hear that's a pretty good podcast. I, I love Dak Shepard. He's good people. Uh, him and him and uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. I looked thought of her last name. They're just adorable. They are. They are the last batch of hope that there's really love they, on this planet. They are a couple goals. I mean, <laughs> they are the best. They, but they just, yeah, they're perfect. Just yeah, because um, it's just like they're just normal people. They are just normal people. I mean, like, yeah, of course, no shit, but, like, they just, they even act normal. Yeah. They look like people that just keep wandering on set. Like, did you listen to, uh, Kristen Bell on Marin's podcast? Uh Uh-huh. Whenever he, like, made her lunch or whatever, and it was, like, such a random, it was such a normal thing. Yeah. That you don't really consider, like, these people do. Yeah. Just, oh, you, like, made her, like, a tuna sandwich or something. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the fact that she just, like, cries... All the time, like happy tears. It's just, mm-hmm. It makes me laugh. She's so genuinely happy for yeah. people. Um, I, th- I think that's why it's crazy you haven't watched The Good Place yet. I know. I, and it's not that I'm like, I'm not like I'm avoiding it. It's just like... Eh. It's it's a special show. It's mm-hmm. very different than everything. I mean, Ted Danson. Than I anything. Love, I love Ted Danson. Oh, he's fantastic. Um, the suits that he wears. Hmm. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. But he had Casey Affleck a couple of days ago. Okay. I have no concept of time, so it could have been on like a week ago. But I listened to a small trailer of it. And I, I don't know how to describe it. But he, he doesn't plead his case. Because mm-hmm. he says something to the effect of, in this, at least in the trailer, he says something to the effect of He didn't want to defend himself then, at least not in the public sphere. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, he especially doesn't want to talk bad about the women now. Yeah. Because what good would it do? And two, he had some weird point, if I remember, he had some weird point about it being like, he was confident that maybe he gets canceled for a little bit. Mm-hmm. The real victory would have been the people that are actually... Now, these are his words on mine. I don't know shit about shit. But the people that are actually assaulting people, like your Harvey Weinsteins or whoever, mm-hmm. those people would be on alert. Yeah. Like So he was okay with it being a flare... Because he knew, he was pretty confident that he would be able to get out of it somewhat. And he was never in the public eye as much as Ben Affleck. Yeah. Or as any as a lot of these other guys are doing. Yeah. That have been accused. Um, he was, like, he was never, like, he wasn't as stupid as Kevin Spacey about it. But he yeah. wasn't as visible yeah. as him. Yeah. My big issue was with Kenny Lonergan. Oh, yeah. Whenever he was... He came out to defend Casey Affleck. Mm-hmm. And his defense was essentially... He's a good actor. He puts on a good show for people. What do you want? Uh, like, leave him alone. He's like, buddy. Buddy. Ken. There's yeah. the door over there. I mean, to be fair, Kenneth Lonergan looks himself like a rapist. Oh, yeah. And, like, the people that defend these actions... It's like, what is there? Like, the people defending Woody Allen. Scarlett Johansson came out. Yeah. This, like, this week. 
And he was like, he says, you didn't do it, you didn't do it. Meanwhile, we have pretty much irrefutable evidence at this point. Yeah, he's... there was foul play. He's a big old piece of shit. And you know what? His movies aren't that good. I have never seen one. I've seen part of Midnight in Paris. He did Annie Hall, right? He did do Annie Hall. Yeah. It's Um, supposed to be some sort of uh, seminal comedy. Only... Only good thing about Annie Hall is that it was like Jeff Goldblum's first, one of his first speaking roles in movies, mm-hmm. and his line was just "I've forgotten my mantra." Yeah. Which no one ever forgets their mantra. I I certainly mine is "What's the rush?" Or death, depending on what circumstance you're in. Death. Oh, in two places you end up either dead or in jail. Mm-hmm. You got Shelley Duvall. You got Chris Walken. You got Carol Kane. You got Jeff Goldblum. You got Sigourney Weaver. Sigourn. Um. But yeah. Got Gary Muldeer. Personally, I do think uh, Casey Affleck, of the Affleck brothers, is the better actor. Mm-hmm. I admire Ben Affleck for his directing. Argo is just a fantastic. I love Argo. I had heard that, yeah. Um, I haven't watched that. I might have to watch that soon. But the first time I saw Argo was at a movie theater in Johnstown. I don't remember what the chain was. Um, but I remember because I got like the skin of a popcorn kernel Ugh. stuck in like the back of my throat, Ugh. and like. The last third of the movie, I was just trying desperately to get this thing out. You hate to see it. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. So I saw Rogue One at a Burbank AMC. Yeah. What I wanted to do... You got away from that conversation. Uh, yeah. What I wanted to do was see it at the... Arclight? Yes. But tickets were like $48. Yeah. And I was like... No thank you. No thanks. Um... Guess I'll just see it where yeah. I can walk. Oh, you had flown out there that time, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was out there for work. That's right. I forgot about it. I forget about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You are out there for, what, two weeks? Yep. Those were a dark time. Actually, it went pretty fast. Yeah. Because it was right around Christmas and I had other things going yeah, on. Yeah, it was like time. December 3rd to December 20th or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, wild times. Oh, yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, let's take a look at this yeah. shit. Let's just see what the... Hateful Eight was a problematic movie. Which one? Hateful Eight. I Is didn't it... see it. It's, uh... I mean, with everything that came out about Tarantino mm-hmm. in that Uma Thurman thing of New York Times last year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's not too bad. $18 right now to see... To see uh... Maybe just because it was a Star Wars, it was so expensive. It could have been. any, Pretty much any Disney thing these days, because they have such a monopoly, is going to be expensive. Yeah. Um, like, Disney was pretty much single-handedly the company that... Well, no. MoviePass was a horrible business plan to begin with. Mm-hmm. Everyone who signed up knew that it was a terrible plan and that it couldn't last forever. But Disney was pretty much like this will not work on our movies. Yeah. And because their movies are so much of it now. Yeah. It's like, people aren't using 
I would use Movie Pass for like the uh, the awards movies, mm-hmm. the ones where nobody's going to see them. Right. And it's like, well, I don't need, and I'm gonna go like every other day, pretty much. So I'm gonna have to rather than shell out money for it. Ah, uh, the business of the theaters. Maybe that's where it's supposed to be. Big theaters. You think? Maybe. I mean, how many theaters are there? I mean, ArcLight's a chain, but it has like five theaters in America, yeah. and they're huge, like highly premier. AMC has a million goddamn theaters. AMC, AMC's the biggest. Yeah. Uh, Cinemark's a big one. Yeah. This is uh, Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Um, Lowe's. Lowe's. Um, but some Lowe's are also AMC's. That's true. And that's why I don't understand. Um, uh, I'm going to read that later. Um, Phoenix Big Cinema. No. Theater companies. You think we'd be able to rattle this shit off? Theater chains. Okay, so these are. Regal. Yeah. Some of these I haven't even heard of. Oh, you're looking them up. Like Marcus Corporation. Regal, Harkins, Marcus, Malco. How many Arclights are there? Hoyts! Oh, wait. This is the USA. And also probably Canada. Cobb Theaters. Okay, I need that one. But, you, I mean, you, you would say... Alamo Draft House, AMC, Allen, Apple, Atlas, B&B, Phoenix... Carmike. Bowtie, Cinetopia, Brendan, Center Cinemax, Cinelux. I feel like I've been to a Cinelux. It also kind of sounds like a porn producer. It does. That's why I'm... It's like whenever you're like on vacation somewhere and you go to a movie theater that's not the one you're used to, not even like the chain you're used to. It's like, oh, this is fancy. Yeah. I think that's what I, I think I went to a Cinelux in Vegas, which makes it sound even more like a porn. <laughs> Cinema Entertainment Corporation. That doesn't sound fake. Cinema West theaters. There are 35 Alamo Draft houses. Was Showcase Cinemas West? There are 659 AMCs. Wow, I miss Showcase Cinemas West. Right. Cinemagic, Cinemark, Classic Cinemas, Cleveland Cinemas, Cobb, Coming Attractions, The Decorian Corporation, Dipson, Imagine. 525 Cinemarks. Entertainment Cinemas, Epic Theaters, Evo Entertainment Group, Entertainment Cinema, I think I said it. Fairchild Cinemas, Flagship, Fox Theaters, Frank Theaters, Fridley Theaters, Funasia, Galaxy Theaters. How does that figure? Galaxy? No, there there are 90 Marcus theaters and 1,098 projectors. Wow. This has to be big theaters. Let me see what these motherfuckers look like. Uh, That was a weirdly aggressive thing to say. I'm sorry. Sorry, Marcus theaters. Yeah. Extra room, extra comfort. How much room are we talking about? (laughs) It's a bed. It is a king size. You can eat there. There are... What's the theater here that's like, has waiters? That you like sit at a table and there's like... I think it's in the North Hills somewhere. Oof, I don't know, man. It's like a super fancy one. 
It was like the fancy one before Cinemark was like, you know, we got recliners now. That's a good question. Let me see. I don't know. I do know that I miss going to the movies all the time. Southside Works Cinema? No, it's not that one. Maybe I should specify movie theaters. Yeah, that's what I did. Movie theater chains. Because you don't want to get like Broadway companies in there. There's the Manor Theater. Bindi Movie Theater with a cocktail bar. I've been there. We have a row house cinema. We do. I follow them on Instagram. Um, AMC Waterfront 22. 22. Uh, Lowe's Improving Home Improvement. <laughs> Shout out Lowe's. Hollywood Theater. Single screen theater for Hollywood classics. There's the Regent. Super fancy. I'm sure that'll play. Movie theater. Uh, Century Square Luxury Cinemas? Could that That's be That's probably it. In West Mifflin? Yeah. There's one called the Blood Memory Project. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. There's also... This is kind of funny. The Parkway Theater down the rocks. Yeah. But the picture that they used is clearly a Pens game. <laughs> of them allegedly shitting on... The Flyers, four to one. <laughs> oh, you love to see it. That's not even the full theater there. Mm-hmm. That's just the first. Have you been in the full theater there? Mm-mm. So, I was there for trivia night once. Yeah. And um, Wednesdays at seven thirty. Yeah, and you can just kind of like walk in to check it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you need to do anything, but when I went in there, there wasn't a movie playing. It was just kind of like a DVD, like. You know those screens whenever you had a DVD player on, but there wasn't anything in it? Yeah, and it just like... It was like the flops. background wallpaper. Yeah. It was basically that. Interesting. Um, it was like, so I can... And the thing was, you could... Um, if you won, I think like five weeks of trivia night in a row, you were able to host a movie screening there. Oh. Any movie of your choice. You brought you brought the movie yourself, pretty much. Huh. And uh, you could bring in like 40 friends... And just watch the movie. They get they'd get in for free. You know they'd have to pay for like beer, popcorn, right? Or anything, but I was like, this sounds great, and I haven't been back there since. Yeah, that's I don't what, know what happened. That's what happens. Um, um, did you have another point you wanted to make? I think I did, but a lot of this is stuff I want to put down in writing. Oh, okay. I want to air my grievances with the theaters in that capacity. All right, and also. I don't know what I've said already. Well, make sure we still have jobs and you're done. It's funny, because we don't. Yeah, well, <laughs> save, save the landscape. Don't just carpet bomb the industry. I see what you're saying. Don't bomb or Rumsfeld it. Oof. To that end, um, uh, yeah, I think I had fun. I did, because I love talking about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? This is an hour and a half that passed rather quickly. It was an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I saw we were we were we were in the we were in good discussion at an hour, so I said I'll let it go. Yeah. And now we're we're petering out again, so better cut hey, our Peter. losses. Hey, well, Peter. We, you can tell we we're petering out because we were just reading a list of movie theaters. <laughs> so we're off rough with the reading what movies came out yeah, in twenty seventeen. That's all right. We're all friends here. It's we have true. fun. We do it. We do have fun. Uh, and four, we have Honestly, fun. we have fun. Yeah, honestly, we have fun. Um, 
fuck was my name? Oh, right. For We Have Fun, uh, I've been Kevin. I am always Doug. You sure are, Doug. And that's why we like you. That's true. That's what we appreciate about that's you. That's all I got. All right, boys and ladies. Who are we talking? You know women listen to this. Oh, yeah. Unfucking believable. All right, ladies, gentlemen, and big tobacco. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye.